When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. 4.25 p.m. Kirk Cousins is a totally different human being. <laughs> it's an imposter. That, Who is that? Yeah, it's funny though, man. Like that. He's <laughs> awful. <laughs> the Vikings. What a fraud the Vikings are. <laughs> when when does a great team ever lose like that at home? I mean, it's 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 hard to argue. There there have been some examples, but it is it is hard to argue. Uh, this is Mackie and Judd, daily Minnesota sports entertainment therapy speculation. And Randy in Cottage Grove. You can find him on Twitter at RandyVikes69 is the biggest, most passionate Vikings fan we know. He has come on this show throughout the years and correctly nailed multiple Vikings draft picks in advance with his mock draft work. Randy, how are you coping here a couple days after one of the worst beatdowns in Vikings history? Not numb. Numb is a good word. Uh, it, you, it was a, it was, there was no, it, there was no effort uh, uh, as far as I could tell. Uh, you know, we didn't get one uh, touchdown shot. I don't know if you look at the scoreboard, figure that out. Not one. Yeah. Yeah. So you, uh, you're probably pretty, pretty stone cold sober on Sunday night, going home from the game for the first time in a while. No, uh, <laughs> no, the, uh, in fact, matter of fact, the uh, old Randy said, I'm going to get, get, this bar going and i i ran him out of yank all right that's that's ran uh, out. that's what they call compounding oh. one one bad decision with another right you there. still drunk right now no it, it you jeff you got what you do is you 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 know kind of make make a good healthy maintenance buzz and uh get through get through it you know i still not back at work so i what i have is, is a lot of time and a lot of time to, to look inward figure out what the hell happened? You know, actually, speaking of this, before we get to the dud stable here, it's only only the second dud stable of the season because they've only lost twice. We do have Thanksgiving on the horizon. Do you have any thoughts on, um, well, I guess two questions for you. One, are you a drinks-giving guy? Are you a, are you a big get-after-it-on-the-Wednesday-night-before-Thanksgiving? And then, and then two, in addition to your Vikings dud stable, I'd be down for a little Thanksgiving food stud stable of some kind i'm kind of putting you on the spot with with that i know you probably haven't well, put much thought into it but no we 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 do like to we do like to eat we we like we have a good time and as far as uh, do we uh, do drinking on a wednesday is it a day that ends in a y 
And and the answer is apparently yes. So yep. uh, we, we, we get after it. You know, we don't need an excuse. A lot of amateurs go out, you know, New Year's Eve, uh, uh, drinks, giving, whatever you want to call it. Uh, sure. We'll be out too. And we'll be there after they leave. Wow. Okay. It, it's maintenance. It's all about, it's all about now. How, how do you uh, maintain the, the buzz without crossing the line though early and th- therefore passing out by let's say 11 o'clock? I don't pass out, Jeff. I, I, what I, what I do is yeah. just, I, I keep, a, you know, keep my eye on the, eye on the ball, keep my eye on the prize of getting, mm-hmm. getting, getting a good buzz in the air and sustaining it for, you know, 12, 16, 18 hours. But you do like, you don't mix in a water at all, like at any point? Like what? <laughs> you can have a water if you're thirsty. You can, if you're thirsty, I prefer light beer, but that's you can good, have a water. That's fine. I mean, and when you want to talk about uh, Thanksgiving, you know, on the day itself, we're we're doing bloodies at at nine nine a.m. and we go from there. Yeah. What's yeah, the one? Pass. Okay, you get one food item on Thanksgiving and only one. What's uh, the, the food the, item? The 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 giblets. The what? Is I like the, the giblets. Yeah, you you take them. Uh, there's most people throw them out, but they're yeah. good. It's like the like the the little all the little. Uh, Sometimes uh, different cult people call them sweetbreads. You know, you can kind of kind of batter them up, kind of like a pan fry, like a like a shore lunch. Wow. Batter them up and fry them up. I'll take those. If, if, as a matter of fact, I have friends who know if you're not going to use your giblets, give them to Randy. That's so boy. they'll just stick them out out on their front porch for you to stop by and get the giblets. Well, they're preparing their their bird, and a lot of times people either take it out or leave, leave the giblets in when you cook it, then take it out and toss it. I said, don't toss that. That's a good item, and you you can do a lot of good, cool stuff with it. It's it's savory. It's good. It's it's that you know. I, people go go have your green beans and all that. I'll I'll eat all that too. But I'll be you know living high on the hog as as they say with the, with the giblets from a lot of folks that I know who give them to me. Not sure I need anyone coming to my house and asking about my giblets, but I, uh, that's I didn't see the living the, high on the hog. I like that too. Giblets coming as the mm-hmm. uh, food of choice, but yeah, you haven't tried it, Jeff. Uh, yeah, they're, Jeff's they're delicious. delicious. Yeah, I think you got you got a little, do it up like a shore uh, lunch. To try on Thursday there. Uh, little, we will little, get little to the... flour batter fry shore lunch. They're delicious. Okay, that's great. All right, we will get to the Dutch. You did ask here. a question, Phil. It's your fault. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, today's Dud Stable from our friend Randy in Cottage Grove is presented by a new partner here on Mackie and Judd. Judd was there last night, tipping yep. a couple Surleys back at Park Tavern in St. Louis Park. Yes, I the was. Ma- the masses of Mackie and Judd and Ten Purple millions. Daily fans just walking up one by one, looking yeah, good to talk spot. to sports dad. Yeah. It's oh, great, you've, you've partaken, Randy. It's a great spot, yeah. Well, not not lately. It's a little far away when you don't have a vehicle, but it's it's uh, that's a good it's a good place. Half that bar though is a is I think a Packer bar, which is unfortunate. But but unless you like the Packers, you know, uh, I, have, I think it's kind of, it's, it's actually very fortunate this year because you can just kind of go and make fun of Packer fans. Well, that's true. All these games, that's true. Tell them that they can. By the way, they can they can all kiss my rope. <laughs> Figured as much. All right, let's talk about Park Tavern, though. 42 years, 42 years in business uh, located on Louisiana Louisiana Avenue, South St. Louis Park, and Phil is exactly right. I was there last night at the bar talking to folks, watching the football game. And, in fact, I think we're going to try to put uh, put together a little impromptu get-together again 
this coming Monday, which might even involve good old Mac Attack stopping by. It's no longer impromptu because you just said it a week beforehand. Well, well yeah, I'm not guaranteeing be... anything yet. I'm not guaranteeing it yet. What I'm Classic saying is we're going to plan an impromptu it. gathering yeah. in six or, days from now at this yeah. specific time. But you, ne- but you never know. Anyway, <laughs> Park Tavern, also a great place to, to hold your uh, your fantasy league drafts, your parties. You know what, guys? If If your wife has a birthday coming up, Park Tavern is the ideal place to call and and set up that party. They can host uh, parties of all sizes. Of course, they've also got uh, bowling as well. And yes, on Sundays, they do have a back bar, just to be very clear, Randy, a back bar that will show the Packers game. But the front bar is all, as Phil knows, it's all Vikings fans. 952-929-6810 or go to parktavern.net to check out all the offerings our new friend Park Tavern and and also remember when you support our sponsors you support our show which you guys do a great job of we appreciate that yes pretty, thank you pretty quality egg from what i recall okay okay well, maybe, maybe we can have you do some the egg quote some yag power rankings around uh, some different places so all right well randy uh, the vikings lost for the second time usually you do stud stables around here but since they lost it's time for the dud stable all right, this is uh, this is an unfortunate thing to have to do, but but in this case, I I can't even say we were competitive. It, it was a, a, a from the top to the bottom, you know, from uh, from the owner ownership all the way down to the guy who does the jocks. Everybody failed, so let's just go. Okay, uh, a lot of these guys, they might they might be relieved to know that they think they're not going to appear in the stable. They're all going to appear in it from from the both trenches. So, so right now, I, you don't even deserve to have your name read. If you're if you're a member of the offensive line or the defensive line for the Minnesota Vikings, you're a dud. Yeah, hard to disagree with that. Yeah, the they whole group got blown away in the trenches during that game. The whole group and the guy who backed up uh, uh, Darius, uh, just give get him a one way ticket out of town. That Illinois kid on the practice squad's got a better shot. They Next should. Uh, they should give the Illinois kid on the practice squad a shot. I would He's think. a stud. Yeah. Next. Next up, a guy who a lot of people want to say he, he didn't have any time. What do you want him to do? He didn't. Have, couldn't get to the top of his drop. Then, then, then run. Then use your legs, Kirko. You know what happened to the 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 the, the swagger, the 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 the, the, the moxie, the crotch chop guy, the guy who says the m efforts. He just kind of disappeared. Stood there with his grimace on his face. You know, you might have gotten sacked seven times, but you got the grimace on your face again. Use use your little legs. Go for it. You got a six pack. You got to have some wheels. Kirko, look, time to come come back because this Kirk guy, he he's a he's a dud. Kirk Cousins, you're a dud. Yeah, I think when I think of solutions and, and how the Vikings could have maybe been more competitive in that game, I think you're right. Kirk Cousins running more would have would have helped them quite a bit. Get on your horse. Get out of there. What do you think Justin Field Justin Fields would do? He starts scrambling. That's true. That is that is uh I think it's Kirk's unwillingness to run is what separates him and Justin Fields in the rushing yard category. Yeah. Andrew Booth Jr. We 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 believed in you. We took you in a big spot in the draft. You know, a lot of people say, you know, a lot of people say Booth Booth Jr., that was a reach. I said, no, this guy's got it. He's got what it takes. You just watch. He's gonna be a he's gonna be a long time stud. Not this day. 
Booth, you you got you to gotta look in the mirror. You got a lot of things to figure out in this league. And one of the main things you got to figure out is, is how to how to play up. play Get get in a guy's face and be nasty. Andrew Booth Jr., you're a dud. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Okay. I agree. Here comes you. a super dud. Mm-hmm. A guy who I love. I, I near, near, near romantically, you could say. And this wow. K O K O C. Okay. He's a guy. When you who say near it. romantically, what? Just do near. I dare it? Okay. K O C. We we love you. You've done a lot of great things, but whatever game plan you had going there, it, it, there was no pivot. I, mean, I don't. You know, you got to figure out a way. Run the ball. Look at Green Green Bay's. They're, they're awful, and they beat Dallas. So so K O C. Hate to do this to you because we love you. We really do. But this week you're a super dud. You think there's anyone in the universe that loves Mike McCarthy near romantically? Mm-mm. Any Cowboys no. fans out there? No. No. And finally, as I said, it starts at the top. And I want, I want, I want to do a direct pipeline now, right now, to the ownership of this team. Wow. Ziggy Wolf, Mark Wolf, the other Wolf, Lenny. You, you. you excuse me. Uh, Le- Leonard, Leonard, Lenny. Yeah. Uh, okay, Lenny. You guys, take a look across that sideline, up in that box. Little guy by the name of Jerry Jones. Jerry, Jerry's like what we call a hands-on owner. He, he he gives a damn. And you you can't come in the locker room, Ziggy, and do your little dance when it's going well, and not go in there and light their asses up after a game like that. You got to go in there, Ziggy. You got to light their asses up. Mm. And he didn't do it. He didn't have the stones to face down those men. Face down KOC, face down the Jackwash kid, whoever they are. Anyone on there, look them in the eye and say forty to three. That's not that's not what we call a representative effort from professionals. So Ziggy, take a page out of some good owners' books and get ready to get nasty. Get ready to go in that locker room and chew some asses out because you didn't, and for that you are super duper dud. And he's gone. He's gone. There, there's Very your job. there's your dud stable. After Vikings, how do you guys feel about? Do you think the Wilfs should be more hands? Should they be doing press conferences outside the locker room after every game, like Jerry Jones does? Oh, thank God they don't. Oh yeah. Should they be doing regular radio hits with the local? Doesn't Jerry Jones go on with like yes. local oh, Dallas yeah. radio every week? Should yeah, he go, should I feel like Ziggy should go on with like Dan Cole or something on KFXN? And just flesh it out for like 15 minutes every single week. You know what? Actually, that that would be fun. Not going to lie. It'd be a must listen. But I'm glad he does it. Oh, my God. Um, We can transition into some. So usually we do Feedback Friday. And uh, we we aren't going to do that on Friday because we're going to just react to the game. So we figure let's do Feedback Friday on a Tuesday here across our two shows. And it's probably a good segue because Randy kind of mentioned – you know, where, where was the Kirk that we know and love? Where was the Kirk that puts the team on his back, right, that that uh, comes from back from the dead in the second half? So Donovan Germain chimes in here via the Score North app. This loss is definitely on Kirk Cousins, but not for what you think. It's no coincidence he refused to don the chains after the Buffalo win, and the winning streak was immediately snapped in horrible fashion. Kirk effectively banished Kirko Chains back to wherever he came from, and I doubt we will ever see him again this year. Maybe never see him ever again. Again. You like that on 3-1? Yeah. 
He was he was very adamant after the, this. The, like the peak chains moment. Yeah, you're right. The I think we've he said I would, or whatever. Yeah, I don't want to do this anymore. He said we yeah. can't basically we can't be putting this stuff out on social media. What happens on the plane stays on the plane. And he fought the fun. Like, oh. Yes, teammates were like, all right. I mean, okay, whatever, dude. I guess we'll not. I guess we'll give him to Patrick Peterson. He fought the fun. Mm-hmm. Can't fight the fun. You got to have fun with the fun. Oh, that's I love that. Is is, is there a, is there a vibes problem here now? The Vikings vibes were so great. And now oh. they just got beat forty to three, and Kirko Chains has gone. Kind of said, "I, I'm just not. This isn't me. I'm, I'm not feeling this anymore." I, you know what? This is a good one. I got to give this some more thought. But yeah, if Chains has left the building, we got trouble. Why wouldn't he just keep leaning into it? Why not? Why not don the chains after the Buffalo? I don't, it's a, I don't know. And that's the thing is like. He acted, they were acting like, well, if, if we don't exceed what we did after the Washington win, then we can't, then we shouldn't do the same thing with Kirk. It's like, no, the whole thing is Kirk O'Chains. Like, just stop, just keep doing Kirk O'Chains. So, like, it's not like you need to add more chains now. Like, it, they, they, they perfected it in Washington, coming home, right? Yeah. And then after the wins, like the Buffalo win, Peterson donned the, the chains but that's not as much fun as kirko chains so i love this point it's only fun if there's kind of a nerdy player that like yeah. ordinarily wouldn't wear chains or something right well, so and peterson you know i mean he <laughs> he wore the chains and looked great but you know yeah that's not like he's not a he's not he's not nerdy it's yeah he's not, not nerdy it's he's like, not uncomfortable does at all Kirk maybe it? feel like it's it's like yeah we're all kind of laughing together but you're also laughing at me because i have a tucked in white t-shirt into my black sweatpants Yes, but don't you I, have to lean I'm into that? I'm taking my shirt off, and you guys are kind of shocked that I'm as strapped as I am. You guys are a little taken <laughs> aback at my physique, and yeah. you're mostly just, like, laughing at me. Maybe he felt like they were poking fun at him. He probably did, but that's the whole point of it. Like, you should have fun when people... It's not like it's super mean-spirited, right? No, it was a celebration. I mean, I get mocked at times. I don't care. It's funny. <laughs> Laugh along with it. Yeah. It's something to think about. It's something to think it's about. Great, if, he's, if he's denying the fun goal. in the locker room, you guys are blaming Kirk. <laughs> well, if he's going to play fun police, yeah. Well, yeah. to be very, very clear, we still aren't huge Kirk fans. We are huge Speak Kirk O'Chains fans. That's correct. Yeah. There's so, Steve Urkel and there's Stefan Urkel. Yes, okay? thank you. I think, I think the audience knows that Stefan Urkel is the guy that he gets the dates. Okay. Yes. Although That's, Steve Urkel, spoiler alert, wound up actually at the end of the yep. – Family Matters wound up getting, was it Laura Winslow, I think was her name? Mm-hmm. I was just going to start to watch the whole thing today, and now you It's a great show. Me. It's a great show. Hello. Family Matters. Did I do that? Uh, Tim Haskell says, the Cowboys game was like Tetris on high skill level. The blocks are coming fast, and you can't <laughs> afford many mistakes. At first, you're trying to be methodical and organized, carefully placing shapes in preparation to score big when the right block shows up. You blow it once and the stack gets higher, and your reaction time and margin for error shrink. I'm getting anxiety. I, I used to play Tetris as a kid, and it made me anxious. It's just oh. like, oh, the music's getting faster. Oh, my God, it's getting higher. <laughs> the Hawkinson touchdown would have been a Tetris and kept us in the game. The field goal just bought a little more time. Ultimately, the blocks just started falling too fast with no way to get back to anything manageable. Mm. Sometimes early mistakes make such a mess, and there's no way to salvage the game. I love this analogy. Mm-hmm. 
It was like they had a chance with that Hawkinson play. Oh, we're going to take the, the big long block and, you know, boom, like wipe out four rows. And instead it like turns sideways at the last second. And oh, oh no, God. <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's see here. Uh, David Goldiger chimes in. Phil Judd and Declan, you guys all act like a loss like this doesn't piss the team off and that they don't care, and it drives me crazy, like they were trying to lose or wanted to lose. Oh, if I agree with that. I don't know. That part. With most teams and players, no one cares more than they do. Bleep happens, terrible game, and they have all owned it 100%. So you guys need to move on. But I know that's not how you guys work. You built a base of angry Vikings fans and have the negative fans uh, and give the negative fans a place to bitch and gripe and moan. Yes, Vikings Vent Line, right after every Vikings game on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. The most fan-friendly, interactive, and therapeutic show in all of Minnesota sports. David continues, nice work. You should be proud of yourselves. When one of you is good enough and skilled enough to get a national job, let me know. <laughs> What's his email? I'll okay, let him know. I'll, I'll just CC him now. I'll just, I'll just do that right now. Uh, your thoughts on, on David Goldiger's criticism. When did we say the players didn't care? Like, I've said that pre- previously after bad defeats when I thought that they didn't care, but I, didn't, I don't think we, we even broached that this time. So I don't really know what he's talking about beyond the fact that he's mad at the team. And you know what? We're a place for sports therapy, so it's fine. But David, look inside yourself right now and understand you're taking out your anger and rage. That's what's happening. On the people that you're looking at on the screen right now, and we are here to help you. You're lashing out at your therapist. This is an intervention. Mm -hmm. I need you to sit down. I need you to realize what you just did. And look, everybody likes you, but nobody likes what you just did. Okay. Yes, the, the the action is separate from the person here, and and we are going to recognize that in you, yeah. David. You're you're a good person, mm-hmm. and people like you, and you're a great fan. But let other fans process like they want to, and stop lashing out at your, your Minnesota sports therapist. Yeah, okay. Therapy is important. Are your friend here. Therapy, like you know friend. what? What if 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 you want to dial back your therapy, you know, let us decide that for you. You can't really make that call yet. You know, I think good it point. sounds like you need you know, consistent therapy before maybe you want to dial back some of that therapy. By the way, have you guys seen, uh, I guess this is probably more of a Declan question because I think I know the answer from Judd, but on Netflix, Jonah Hill put together an hour and a half documentary where he interviews his therapist. He's oh. one of the, he's a world-renowned, it's called Stutz. His name is Phil Stutz. <laughs> I have He's a world-renowned therapist. Netflix? Yes. Oh, I got to watch this. It's no, outstanding. I it's a little, I mean, it's not, it's not, it's funny at parts because they go and they make jokes, but it's mostly just like it's mostly in black and white, and it's just those two guys in a room talking to each other. So is, is that really where is that where the story? Because I saw this on Twitter yesterday about McLovin being cast opposite Hill came from. So it turns mm, prob- out probably super bad. Yeah, because McLovin, the guy that played him, Jonah Hill couldn't stand him because I, I guess he mocked Hill like privately in front of Judd Apatow and stuff. Okay. And so Judd purposely cast him because Hill hated him because he knew that for yes. on-screen scenes, it, it would actually work. It, it's genius. The, the it's Judd's referencing the scene where McLovin literally brings the ID, the fake ID that says McLovin. And Jonah, Jonah Hill is like, I, I just thought it was just those two dudes shooting the breeze being actors. No, he is legitimately upset that his name 
is McLovin, and that's the ID. Like, that wasn't just acting. That was truly hatred of, like, what the hell are you doing? This is not going to work. It's pretty funny. It's good stuff. <laughs> he also talks about how wow, I got his, his mom trying to get him to lose weight when he was a kid impacted. He then thought that, like, every woman that he ever met would think he was fat, which, like, yeah, like, you were, you know, he, you were large for long, but it was, it's, there's a lot of really good stuff okay. in there. If you're interested in Jonah Hill or if you're just interested in like how to unlock certain parts of your brain. But we're here to help yeah. our guy, yes. Dave, right? <laughs> uh, David Goldiger, yes. David, we're here to help you. Yep. I forgot. So, I'm sorry. Anyhow, uh, okay. Uh, back to Feedback Friday on a Tuesday here. <laughs> let's keep Let's just plow. There's a bunch of Viking stuff here. Daniel Sanchez says, the loss to the Cowboys means jack squat to me. I remember we got thumped by the Seahawks in 2015 at home, and then, trigger warning, had them on the ropes in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they got smoked. Yeah, it was Wasn't bad. that the game that Cordero Patterson scored a touchdown to cut it to, like, 35-7, to and he Deion Sanders high-stepped his way into the end zone? Yes, I think it was. <laughs> Uh, Cordell Patterson, greatest kick returner in NFL history. Cordell Patterson will be a Hall of Famer. Hot take. Write it down. I'm going to say it for a moment. I think that's a Dude, hot he, take. He is the greatest kick returner. He is. is if Devin, Devin, Hester, if Devin Hester's in, right? I don't know if Devin Hester is in. I genuinely Isn't don't Devin, know. I thought, didn't Devin Hester get don't in? Look, Devin Hester. That's a good question. Hold on. Pretty sure he just got in. He no, he, oh, he doesn't make the ballot. Oh, he doesn't make the Hall of Fame on the first ballot. Okay. Okay, so he's he's an option. Now, Cordero Patterson has now has the most kickoff returns for touchdowns. Is that right? Yes, nine. He has that, nine. That's right, because he, he got the ninth on Sunday against the Bears. Okay. He also has three against the Bears with three different teams. <laughs> Anyhow, oh, uh, yeah. uh, Daniel's comment continued here. This team needed to get humbled if they're going to succeed, and I'm glad they got it handed to them. The last time they got beat, they shelled out seven straight wins. Do you buy into getting humbled that, hey, at some point you just had to get your ass spanked in the middle of the season to kind of reset and, okay, recommit, figure out what's going wrong, and, and push forward? Or was this just, are we just trying to justify a terrible loss and, and, and rationalize it somehow? I think losing by this much is not really constructive. Like, it'd be one thing if you had lost by 10 or something, right? But, you, but I mean, you got just absolutely hammered at home. Um, but this is why I think Thursday's game becomes so intriguing, right? Like, this whole thing depends on one thing. How do you handle this and process this? Um, and so I don't think that we, we know yet. But I don't think losing at home by 37, like, I, I can't torture that into, yeah, that's exactly what needed to happen. Humble to me would have been like, I don't know, 14 points, not 37 points. So I am curious to see how they bounce back. So you're kind of saying that there's there there's a certain way that you could have lost by 14 points and it would have been an ass kicking and it would have just it would have made you feel a little bit better because hey this is more right. embarrassing. Yeah, like the Eagles loss, you got your ass kicked, but you could also sit there and say, boy, if you could just like tighten up these three things, yes. it actually might have been a win. Yes. There's not really a way to look at that game against the Cowboys and say, boy, if like Irv Smith hadn't <laughs> dropped the like we did that with the Eagles game, if Irv Smith would have caught that pass. And if Jefferson runs the right route, you, you literally have to start with just every play in the trenches, like the yes. 70 plays they got beat in the trenches and, yes. and go from there. 
I, I don't I don't think when your defensive and offensive line get their collective ass whooped all day that that is a that is a you know great starting point of yeah but look I mean you just got embarrassed yeah and and you know Declan played off the top of the the show off the top of the um, Randy and Cottage Grove Dud Stable you got national shows like Lebatar that are just literally just mocking and making fun of four twenty five Eastern Time Kirk Cousins. What kind of a team? What kind of a team that's a legit contender gets beat like that at home? And they're just, just laughing. You got to bring back Kirk O'Chains. If they the next road win, they if they win again on the road, which I'm confident that they will with their opponents, we need Kirk O'Chains on the play. I think he needs to show up at home. I think if you, okay. I think if you beat, I'm, and I'm only kind of kidding here. I'm fine. With if that. they beat the Patriots in any shape or form whatsoever, Come like in a fourth quarter comeback, I think it chains on. It, it doesn't make sense if it's like, I don't know, if you beat them 21 to 10 and, Del- and Dalvin Cook was the star, then I don't think Kirk O'Chains needs to come out. But if, if they have a fourth quarter comeback at home on Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. I want to see Kirk O'Chains shirt off, two turkey legs, one in each hand. 50-yard line, post game, <laughs> stay for the post game when Chains will address the crowd. <laughs> Chains comes out his 50-yard line. Um, Matt Lachinsky says an ugly loss as ugly as this loss was. I think the Vikings will be fine. If you ask nearly every Viking fan at the beginning of the season, what they thought our record would be after 11 weeks, most probably would have had it worse than eight and two, including me. And that is something to, to you get caught up in the season and the week to week and what happened most recently. But if you would have sat here when we were doing our preseason predictions, you know, back in August and said, Hey guys, they're actually going to be, Eight and two. You don't know what it's going to look like. You don't know that they're going to be the only eight and two team in NFL history with a negative point differential. But even if I would have told you, hey, they're going to be eight and two with for sure one ass kicking, like historical ass kicking, and the other loss was pretty ugly too, and they're going to get outscored by their opponents through 10 games, would you still take the eight and two? All of us would have taken the eight and two. Yes. And so then go from there. I have yeah. all four of, or five. We did this five times. I've, I've had this in the studio of all of our schedule of the schedules that I did at least, and through ten games, the best start I can find is six and three. Outside of that, I said five and five. I said six and four. I said five and five. Yeah, six and three was the only time. That was actually the first time we picked it that I said well, maybe what, six. But that's uh, six and not six, six and three and two, only sorry. adds up to nine. Not yeah, not six and two. I'm sorry. Um, seven seven and three. Seven and three. Okay. Seven okay. and three. That was the best one that I had. But outside of that, like I had five and fives in there too. Like, yeah, I would definitely one hundred percent take eight and two, and no one saw that coming. Yeah. Um. Let's see here. Terrence White. In my opinion, this loss was good for us in a way that the media will have written us as so-called frauds and expect us to disappear <laughs> into the ether as we are accustomed to. Well, that is well. That, that's another silver lining as we try to rationalize this, right? That. Now they can just kind of go back. All right, the Vikings popped up on everyone's radar. They beat the Bills. Oh, now they're the number one team in the power rankings or number two or whatever it is. Right. And this loss, just people just kind of chuckle at them now. And okay, let's let's pat the Vikings on the top of the head and just kind of send them back toward the fringe of the top ten in the power rankings. And maybe there's something to be said about that. Now you just go to work, and that loss might also have prevented a game on December fourth from getting flexed. Aren't we going to find that out today? If the December fourth game gets flexed against the Jets, so. yes, yeah, 
That loss might have scared off NBC. <laughs> I certainly don't think it, it will. I believe the game that they would flex away from is like, what, the Cowboys and the Colts? Yes. I got to think you're going to leave the Cowboys, right? At this point, yes. At, like, at why this touch point. the Cowboys? If the Vikings had won, I think. Oh, if, sure. Let's say the Vikings had won and the Jets had won over the Patriots. Yeah. Then I think you're looking at, okay, that's a New York audience. That's a 9-1 and team. Rack them up for mm-hmm. Sunday Night Football. But now. That Jets, that Jets game could, could be. Kirko Chains against the elite Joe Flacco, too. You think they're going to Zach yes. Wilson pull the trigger on a benching there? Yeah, oh, their coach yeah. Uh, um, said yesterday, he, he, he said on Sunday, I'm not thinking about a change at quarterback with, with Zach. And yesterday said, I am contemplating what we will do, and I will not. And they, they I'm said, not does, that mean, does that mean that you're com- committed to Zach or not committed to Zach starting on Sunday? And he said, no, I'm not. It's it's one thing you have you have two jobs generally as a quarterback play really well and lead the team on the field he and 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 then lead the team off the field in the things that you say as essentially the CEO yeah. of the fifty three man roster yeah and he's terrible at both so it it doesn't it just every every year it seems like there's a top five or top ten pick or the number one pick or whoever this league is built on quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. People get paid a ton of money to evaluate rosters and to to study film and to get information on quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. How do we see Baker Mayfield and Zach Wilson level whiffs at the top of the draft so often? Isn't it crazy? I think that I think teams think that they are smarter than they are at judging personalities. Because, like, if you sat down with Baker. He's competitive, but if you sat down with with a kid like that and did and by the way, also did your um did your behind the scenes vetting process, I gotta think there would be some red flags on a kid like Baker. I mean Wilson's Wilson sort of got that cockiness, but it's not a positive thing. No, like, it's, I just, it's it's a weird abrasiveness. It creates yes. separation from teammates. Yes. It's so, one thing if it's like a it's a cockiness on behalf of the team, which you could argue Baker had a little of that sometimes, but it wore thin. It's like, dude, you're playing terribly. Quit acting like you're okay. Just right. Be humble and go to work and, and stuff. But to get up there and be asked after gaining what 120 yards of offense for three hours, can't he completed like nine passes all day? Yep. And for a reporter to ask a hard but fair question, do you feel like you let the defense down? And for him to say no, well, dude, even if you feel like you didn't, for, if, let's say you felt like other things were at fault. Or there's yep. like play calling issues or something, which you're at fault. But let's say you felt that way. Just take the bullet for the locker room chemistry. Yes, I need to be better. I let my team down today. I will continue to grind, et cetera, et cetera. And the question was, do you feel the offense let the the defense down? So it wasn't that pointed. Like it was an obviously yes. And so yeah, for him not to just take that question and yeah. spin it to, yeah, I gotta play better. I didn't play well. I'm I'm struggling, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, that and that abrasiveness in that market is a really bad idea. Yeah. Yep. Um, you know what's a really good idea, especially with holiday season approaching. Maybe you're looking for a stocking stuffer for your wife. I think spiral light candles might we I saw someone sent in their picture of a yes. of a purple spiral light candle over the weekend. Always nice when people send us show us your wick. <laughs> I was gonna say show us your candles, but I like that more. Show us your wick. There's two wicks. Because it's a spiral burn, and then in the bottom, there is a long burning wick 
So, I mean, this is ideal. And Phil is right, because you know what? The holidays are coming, and I'm going to tell you right now. Spiralite candles are the perfect holiday gift. They're the perfect birthday gift. Spiralite now, let me tell you guys about about the Black Friday deals that are up at SpiralightCandles.com. Go there, click on the, the banner for Black Friday deals. Dawn loves. I got one of these as a preview, okay? But it's out now. The the new scented candle that smells like an old fashioned, an old fashioned. Wow, it dude, is wow. It is fantastic. And now here there, there are mystery mm. boxes, fifty percent off, one hundred dollars worth of candles for fifty, or two hundred dollars um, worth of candles for one hundred. You don't know what you're going to get, but you're guaranteed to get one preview candle of a coming 2023 cent. So, again, the old-fashioned would be something. I believe there's going to be, if I'm not mistaken, a gin and tonic candle. Very, very cool. That's good. Other specific candles, 25% off until they are out of stock. All sales, including the old-fashioned, are up now. You don't have to wait until Friday because the Black Friday deals have started at SpiralLightCandles.com. Right now, check them out. Again, a perfect gift, SpiralLightCandles.com. Dot com and uh, these candles absolutely smell fantastic. Uh, for business owners out there, so Federated's been around for over 100 years. Official partners of the Timberwolves, they've been uh, ingrained in the Minnesota sports scene for a number of years as well. They've been helping us grow our business over the years. They're all about providing a guiding hand, risk management tools and resources that can help elevate your business to maximum heights. Find out more about the resources and the people that can help your business at federatedinsurance.com, or it's our business to protect yours. All right, our guy David Goldiger is back. He's back for some more therapy here, potentially. He says, uh, he so he sent this during the game on Sunday. I'm just going back. This poor guy. Uh, the game isn't even 10 minutes into it, and already I have to see your negative tweets and comments. I can't live my life every day in a negative mindset. I just can't. You guys are all smart and good dudes and fun to watch on YouTube, but I can't take the negativity all the time. I don't need that in my day-to-day life. Too much else needs my attention. You guys have a great week. I think what's happening here is, again, you're, you're, project, you're lashing out. The Vikings are playing poorly, and you are getting mad at your sports therapist again. Okay? The issue is between you and the Vikings, mm-hmm. not you and your sports therapist. You also are giving uh, power to the people you're claiming you loathe. So, like, you, you are really upset at us, right? And you can't, you can't take us anymore, right? I can't do this. But then why are you continually coming to us and voicing those opinions if we really don't matter? If we really are such a negative person in your life, why are you giving it more power? You're just feeding the beast. It's, it's not, not a yeah. good, good recipe for success. He said the show was fun, though. He said we're good, good dudes. Yeah. Let it go, David. Let, let it go. go. But the team it's let him down. Fault. Like, like you are watching um, an in-progress meltdown of a man who is watching his team meltdown in front of him. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a difficult roller coaster to ride, but you have to you know what this calls emotions for? level. A study, a, a study of Vikings fans by us as therapists to, to find out what happens to the mind of a Vikings fan during the course of a 40-3 loss. We should we should hook someone up to the like the, 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 the catches you put on your head and yeah. Uh, Leo chimes in here via the scorner app feedback Friday on a Tuesday. Was it just me or did the whole team just seem emotionally drained and had no fight in them? Here's how I see it: I'd rather have 
a big emotional loss come in the regular season. It seems like KOC knows how to learn from mistakes. Let's see if he can have the team overcome the offensive line and win on Thursday. That's another silver lining here is that the Vikings kind of learned the hard way back in 2019 when they were building this thing back up with Kirk. All right, go have the emotional win against the Saints, the second win against the Saints, where Kyle Rudolph and Adam Thielen caught those passes. And then you go on the road against a punch-you-in-the-mouth team, you know, San Francisco, and they just they – just, and the same thing happened before Kirk in 2017 in the playoffs, right? Big emotional win, and they just couldn't get back for that Eagles game. So maybe having the big emotional win and then the letdown, maybe there is something to be learned here in the next couple months. I'm going to – I think this is a credible silver lining from Leo here. They did seem completely drained. They did see – I can't – so the one thing I can't decide is this. Uh, there's no question that, that I think emotionally and physically they, they were drained. But they got their butts kicked up front on both lines so bad. I'm curious now because I can't, I can't put it all on the Bills game, right? Like, it definitely played a role. I think there's no question about it. Um, but I have not seen a Vikings uh, offensive and defensive line get their ass kicked this bad since that, since that San Fran playoff game. And so that's what I'm curious about. Like, how much of that was just, uh, you know, the Vikings might be a little bit soft up front. A little S-A-W-F-T, soft, soft up front. Yes, sir. Uh, James Diagati says, long-time listener, first time writing in. Thank you, James. First, you guys are awesome. I patiently wait every day for your shows and appreciate the time and effort you all put into the content that is discussed. Thank you again, James. I think I became a Vikings fan in 2008. Booth looked scared, but didn't play scared. Ingram, I don't even really know where to start with him. (laughs) He's a starter and doesn't seem to be improving. I think it's on the coaching. I think there's too much coddling going on with some of these players. Mm. Uh, I mean, the coaching has led the Vikings to an 8-2 and record that they probably shouldn't have based on point differential. Yeah. So, yes, there's definitely some things... Is the coaching staff doing a 100% amazing job? I mean, there's definitely some some things here and there. But by and large, this team is probably not supposed to be 8-2. and two, yeah. And they are. And I have to give credit to coaching for the, for the big picture of the season. This is such a difficult discussion because it feels like if, if you have a guy like Zim, you love him at first, and, and then it's like he is way too tough on guys, right? So you bring in O'Connell, who clearly is way more positive, but then when something goes wrong, it's like, and and we, we heard the same thing about Les Frazier how many times. Look at him on the sideline. He does, he he's not in guys' faces. There's he's no not emotion. mad. Yeah. He never slams his hat down. It's like, that's such a difficult discussion. Like, unless it's just clear that the players are running over the coaching staff, I I hesitate to go there. Uh and I do think that that at least for now, the positivity that O'Connell has brought to this team far outweighs the he's not tough on guys. Far away is it? I also think too. I, I will say, like the difference between, say, Mike Zimmer on one end, where he's just kind of a cantankerous sociopath, and then because he like the guy didn't meet with Kirk Cousins him? for four years. How do you feel about him, Phil? He is cantankerous, and I think <laughs> no. he's kind of a sociopath. I like he's, how you threw in the. Sociopath. He doesn't like yeah. build human connection with some of these guys. Yeah, uh, and then Leslie Frazier, who was so nice and would like barely, you know say a crossword about anyone. I feel like Kevin O'Connell kind of lives in the middle where 
you look at these locker room clips too, and it's clear that these players love him. He's he's he acts like a player in the locker room, but he'll also he's got a fiery. He'll get on guys, right? He'll get into Kirk coming off the field. Yeah, he'll get into officials. So he's, I, I kind of feel like he has the best of. He's a player's coach, but he'll also light you up. And there's a there's a stable of those types of guys in the league right now. Sean McVay being number one. Sean McVay definitely a player's coach, but will light you up. He'll light up his coaches. I think John Harbaugh falls in that category. So, okay, should Booth be better? Maybe I don't know, but like generally, coaching has lifted this team up in 2022. Well, and Booth might just be we we don't know, but he he might just be a bad draft pick too. Like he yeah, might not it be, be more good. On, it'd be more on Quasi probably. Yeah, I mean he's a second round pick you traded up for, and he could not really play. That's a problem. But yeah, that that to me is a scouting GM thing. Um, but the the last thing off the you know how fiery should a coach be, and should he be in a guy's face? Keep in mind too, we're dealing with a very different generation of people now. Yes. So I don't know. I don't think. I, I mean, I know what people are talking about and what they want. You know, a tough coach who's gonna. I don't know that that unfortunately works these days. So, like, if you did, if if you did, you know, get in Booth's face and you told him you suck, son, I don't know that that's going to be like, oh, and now he's going to go out there and play tough. I think it's going to – I actually think it hurts guys now. So, like, it's a very fine line to get into to the, we you know, old-school tough coaches. I don't think those guys have a lot of shelf life left these days. I will say, you uh, you boomers and Gen Xers out there, <laughs> you thought millennials were soft, okay? You thought millennials needed positive affirmation and well, coddling. Let me be very clear, and I, I, I had a nice discussion with a priest last night at the bar. That's right. I ran into a priest. It was great. Um, it sounds like the start we, of a joke. It's yeah. not. I thought the same thing, but it's not. This guy was great. Uh, but we we were talking about, you know, kids and things, and I did say this. I said, my my age group, though, takes the fall for the softness now because we are the parents. I'm not, but we are. And we're the ones who coddle kids and say, you all deserve trophies. We try so hard to give kids now what we felt we didn't get yes. that we have. It, but that's our fault. That's not your fault. Yeah, you guys are all it's our fault. All you like late 70s, 80s babies. Now you want to act like you're all, oh, we grew up. We grew up hard. No, your parents grew up hard. Yes. Right. But we also are. We're, we're also trying to make up for what we perceived our parents didn't give us. So, like, we want trophies for our kids. We want multiple classes because we want our kids to be. We just want to feel something, despite the fact, despite the fact that when you win a lower class, nobody really cares. So, yeah, but no, that's on us. I'm taking blame. Paul Smith chimes in, says, "I live in Scotland. Followed the Vikings since the early '80s, and I love Purple Daily and Mackie and Judd." What's up, Paul? My thoughts on the Cowboys debacle is Cousins is a top five quarterback when he's protected by the offensive line. When he's not protected, he is a bottom five starting quarterback. Do you think Cousins needs to renegotiate his contract and free up cap space so Quasey can recruit top-tier offensive linemen? I feel that's the only way we can get to the next level with Cousins. And I say this, Paul, not to disrespect your question, but this is a question that's literally being asked every year since 2019 probably, right? Right. It's, it's, oh, the, sure. it's the, well, when you give him protection, this is what he looks like. And it's like, yeah, but uh, how do we get him that protection? You're not going to bat a thousand in the draft. You don't have enough money to spend on everything: edge rusher, cornerback, and offensive line, and a wide receiver over here. 
And so now, in fairness to Kirk, what happened on Sunday, that type of pressure, I don't care if you're Patrick Mahomes. I said this, you know, yesterday. No quarterback was overcoming a 60 to 65% pressure rate. No, I don't care who it is. And up until that game, the line had played pretty well. So, so like, let's not pretend that yeah. it's been a been a season long problem. Um, this does lead me though to a great concern that I feel we're not is not going to be talked enough about before Thursday's game. The Christian Derrissaw, uh, his concussion now, and if he's out for, for an, an extended period, and we know that he's not not going to play against the Patriots team that gets to the quarterback a lot, it really concerns me. Like just as far as. I'm curious about the bounce back. I'm curious about all of those things. But when you take out a guy who I think we can make a pretty good case has been an all pro left tackle from Cousins, yeah, yeah, it's, that it's, really worries me. Yeah, not and, I don't, and not that many teams just have like a guy you can plug in as a backup left right. tackle and feel great no. about. But this team, the, the it took them a, you know a number of years just to build up a starting lineup of offensive linemen that you felt okay about, let alone like the depth to replace an all pro caliber guy. So. I think it's going to be less on, okay, Blake Brandle, can you step up and be Christian Derrissaw? That's not realistic. Can you scheme up a quick-hitting offense the next couple of weeks that you know maybe you're taking fewer shots down the field than you were in the previous three weeks because you got to get that ball out? Or maybe you're just pounding the run to Dalvin Cook more That's often or something. That's what you might something. have to do. Mm-hmm. Add, add a blocking, blocking tight end, someone who gets down and dirty. Yeah, and run the ball more, too. Yep. Um, hey, by the way, uh, by the way, we asked you guys, our audience, late last week to raise $1,000 for um, the Schoonover Foundation. That So we, we told you the story last week. Patrick Schoonover was a high school hockey player who died tragically uh, on the ice after scoring a goal because of an unknown hidden heart condition. And... Um, that was eight years ago last week. And so we asked you guys to raise $1,000 for the Schoonover Heart Foundation. You helped us raise almost $4,000 awesome. in the last week. So thank you. Uh, I believe the donation window is still open. It's givemn.org slash score for Patrick. That's S-K-O-R for Patrick. Givemn.org slash score for Patrick. So, yeah, it feels like. It's kind of amazing. You guys, the audience, are just incredible. Anytime we ask you for something, whether it's something charitable or support our sponsors or show up to a bar to watch a Vikings game, you know, whatever it may be, uh, or just, like, show up and poke Judd at the corner of a bar at Park Tavern, (laughs) uh, people do. And so thank you all for just being awesome and supporting Score North, Mackie and Judd, and Purple Daily. That's all I have for for you guys for feedback Friday on a Tuesday here because we're probably not going to do feedback on Friday as we react to the Vikings game. We'll do some more feedback on Purple Daily and Vikings Vent Line right after Thanksgiving night. Take your nap early. (laughs) Stay up late with us as we recap through Vikings Vent Line uh, what could be a bounce back or could be the second step in a spiral, but we're here for you either way on the Purple Daily YouTube channel for Vikings Vent Line. We'll see you guys for Write That Down Wednesday on Mackie and Judd.